The warmest of greetings to you and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in a knowledge-rich curriculum using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Bex. I have got experience teaching across the primary school range, and I also have the privilege of training the next generation of teachers as well. Hi, I'm Nicola, and I have similar experience to Bex working throughout primary school age, and now actually into secondary, and also I've trained teachers in my career too. And today we are exploring what English we can teach with an incredibly true wartime tale. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Herbert's War. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator, as of November 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, gorgeously illustrated by Ellie Booth Bentley, which should be with you just in time for Armistice Day. Don't worry if you missed that, though, as you can also order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Bex, Nicola and Herbert Bauer. Although we don't have Jane with us anymore, we still very much have the presence of her grandfather. And we're going to be talking today about English. There are so many beautiful elements of story structure. I mean, this this is an anecdote, really, and yet it turns itself so easily into a story. Let's start with you, Bex, looking at ages four to seven. Where is the English that you found in here? So obviously, as everybody knows, I love English. So this is the easiest one to find for me uh, within <laughs> the story. When we're reading through the story for the first time with the children, I'll be taking the opportunity to do my favorite pause the story and um, talk Mm. about what's going to happen next so particularly thinking about our year two children that need to really understand why and how they're making those predictions using what they know already about the text Mm. and especially from the realization the uniform's gray I thought that would be a really, really great point to pause and say, okay, what do we think is going to happen? Because actually what Herbert thinks is going to happen and what actually happens are completely different endings to the story. I just jump in there and say, if you listen to the video, uh, listen really carefully when I'm telling this story, the video that's on the website, you will hear some children preempt that word. They all were expecting it to be grey. They knew that was going to happen. Oh, yeah, I, th- I think children just know that bad things happen in stories yeah, now, don't they? they? I was just going to say, they know that there must be a problem, mustn't there? There's always yeah. a problem before you get the solution. So I was thinking that it would be really good to pause the story there and then maybe get the children to write what they think was going to happen mm. next and write the next part of the story. Even our young ones in early years, so our four- and five-year-olds and our six- and seven-year-olds could write the next sentence for the story, or you could do it mm. orally as well so you could get the children to share their ideas verbally so you don't always have to write things down even in English I think we need to make sure that we give those children who maybe find writing really difficult but love a bit of talking that opportunity (laughs) and for our ages four to seven as well linking into the kind of drama definitely doing some hot seating of Herbert so trying to find out a little bit more about his character and I really liked what Jane said when she was with us about looking at the other characters who were involved in the story but not directly involved in the story like his family back home 
And I yes, thought I'd yeah. never, I hadn't thought of that until Jane said it. So I wrote it down in my notes and thought that's a great <laughs> idea to like hot seat his children and his wife and the other people in the trenches with him and just understand what's going on and how they're feeling. And then that mm. could link into a nice roll on the wall, which is I always use an empty gingerbread man. And then you put in the middle what you know about the character from the story and then around the edge what you think. And then you can pot seat Herbert and add more. And it's really mm. good to get other people involved as well from your school. So if you're like office staff really want to be involved or your head teacher or your caretaker, get someone else to come in and be Herbert. It's really nice mm. to the children so I think you could do lots and lots with drama and that could lead into writing a character description of Herbert or one of the other people in the story and thinking about uh, the fact that as you say there are other characters in the story I found it really lovely that two of Ellie's illustrations contain Herbert's family so you've got one illustration which is where the family are sending him off on the train and you've got another illustration which is right at the end when he's back at home and he's showing them the photo of Dr. Figanov. so it really means that at that moment if you wanted to you can actually show those illustrations and it's, it's a perfect place to use an illustration isn't it hold out and show the illustrations to your listeners and say what do you think is going through their mind what are they feeling at this particular moment in the story not just herbert but there are other characters in this story yeah and i think um, nicola mentioned the other day about um freeze framing as well mm. getting the children to take the position of the people in the illustrations and then like doing some thought tapping or some and um, what do you think they might be saying what do you think they might be thinking so that would be a really good opportunity to do that as well you can absolutely do that with ages four to seven can't you yeah and maybe they could even draw a picture of the family and link in another mm. moment where they might have been thinking about herbert which literally links to one of my other ideas which is they could be herbert and they could write a letter or mm. a postcard what we were saying yesterday which obviously would be a smaller space for children to write in and obviously yeah. thinking of actually what would we need to say that's really important and also talking to the children about the fact that when you write home you'd want to say how you were doing but not want to give all of the horrors of war. You'd want to kind of edit out yes. and really think about what you were going to say to your families. So maybe they could write a postcard home or they could be writing in rollers Herbert's family, so either his wife or his mm. children writing a letter to the trenches. Of course, you might not actually be allowed to say anything about where you are because there, there would be a lot of um, secrets that you had to keep, wouldn't there? Yeah, there yeah. was actually an act that stopped people from writing certain things back home. So that would be good, probably to explore with the older children. I'm not sure if the <laughs> four to seven, I'm sure Nicola might talk about that later. Um, and the last thing we touched on yesterday, actually, we talked about the emotions graph where you track a character's emotions during the story yeah. so that the children would track Herbert's emotions at certain points, perhaps using the pictures from the text. Then they pick different parts and explore how he's feeling, how they know, and also looking particularly with our year two, so our six and seven-year-olds, to really up-level their language. So not just put like sad, mm. like what other words can we use? Like if sad was in, in jail, what other words could we use? So loads and loads and loads that we could do and I'm sure they link really nicely with what Nicola was thinking for their older children. <laughs> they do. And the drama element absolutely is something that I would want to explore. I can't remember the name of it, but it's something to do with a tunnel where a character walks down and there's children either side. and they Conscience tunnel. Conscience, that's the one. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that could be a really nice way in as well, where Herbert yeah, is yeah. walking down the conscience tunnel at different parts of the story and children are firing words about how he might feel. So kind of linked to the emotions graph idea 
easier as well. But perhaps hopefully with older children, different language being used or different synonyms for how he felt at different times. Mm. I mean, there's so many ideas. Like Beck said, you could go wild on this. In fact, I think you could do at least a term's work on this <laughs> with so many ideas linked to the curriculum. One idea I had was writing a diary of Herbert from hospital, a bit like the postcard idea, but then obviously developing it slightly more. Children could use more emotive language. Maybe there could be some restrictions. If that law that you mentioned, Bex, was in there, maybe the children could be aware of that and think then about how Herbert might not say various things that would be quite nice from a historical point of view and you know what if you did that i love the idea of instead of just using your red marker pen when you are marking your children's work afterwards you just use the big thick black sharpie and block out anything that they've written that yeah, would not brilliant have been allowed. Idea. that's a really good idea <laughs> properly censor there i think children really like it when they have that real element so if there's a historical context and they're writing as if they're that character as well as the conscience alley idea actually acting out the scene almost you could do a play with one man with herbert speaking but having other characters coming in maybe they're dressed in black and herbert's in color and they're miming but he's speaking and i think actually really Mm. really getting into his mind because this story is such an incredibly powerful story and i think it's so well written that children could really use their imaginations to develop it further Another idea which is slightly going off but making it perhaps more modern day is thinking about writing another story that's similar to this one but based on somebody now because Mm. you could then – we could talk about this in history but you could bring in about how war has changed, how time has changed but potentially the emotions are actually still the same. They're just as deep and just as tragic. Because when you were saying that I thought you were almost – saying, you know, take the story of the Good Samaritan and put that in a, a modern setting. You could do, uh, you we, could we, do yeah. We, you can look at this story and see it as a Good Samaritan definitely. in a World War One setting, if you didn't know it was true. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm also thinking, I mean, war is quite prominent at the moment as well. But then obviously, that's a, it's a very yeah. difficult subject. You have to be very careful in school because children come from all different settings and mm. being aware of their needs. But yes, certainly the Good Samaritan or a modern day story linked but with modern aspects. It'd be an interesting one because uh, war is so different, actually. I think one of the things about all of this kind of history that when we're exploring it, I'm sure we'll come on this when we start talking about history next week, but it really roots us in the time, doesn't it? Because th- there's no way we would have trenches in warfare now, not the way that they had them in World War One. No, and the communication, like Beck said, they had to restrain themselves. Nowadays, people hear about everything. There's a, there's a colleague in my school who's from Ukraine, yes, yeah. and she's hearing things through text as they're happening, and it's tragic. You know, the impact that that mm. has nowadays compared to when they didn't know what was going on it would be nice to make it real but at the same time you have to be really sensitive how you do that in school yes yeah i'm sure that we're going to touch on it next week in our history as well but actually they'd get the newspapers in the trenches but they'd be weeks old Mm. so the news that they were hearing in the trenches from back home would be so much older and so actually nobody would really be up to date and like you're saying nicola actually now in more time everything is instant and you find out as soon as it's happened So I wonder if that's easier or more difficult. Yeah, mm. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's horrific. I mean, another English point of view, there's lots on the internet about Corporal Herbert Bauer. So you could actually potentially write a biography of him. I think writing biographies is always difficult. But if there's a character such as him that can be personalised by the drama, by making him real, I think that could be a really rich 
biography. I've tried in the past to do biographies of like Sir Winston Churchill and other key characters from war. And it, it's been effective, but it's not easy for the children to identify with somebody who's necessarily a politician, but someone who's in the trenches, someone who's gone through what he's gone through and thinking about his whole life, not just the life in the story, but what happened afterwards could be rich pickings yes yeah you you can always identify with someone who is struggling desperately to stay alive and and to look after their family but did did i hear right that you said that you'd found some information about herbert online yes i have i'll um i'll send you a link to it um yeah there's quite a few places (laughs) that's exciting we should definitely keep that in our uh, resource bank yeah there's some really good information and um yeah, it talks about how he came from America and how he came, I think he was in Leeds, where he lived. That's and right, then, yeah. Yeah, th- there's more details. So The fact that it mentions Leeds means that I can vouch for the truth of, these, <laughs> of these sources. And, and it's, it's quite nice for children to research, to find out that themselves. Yeah. What can they find out about? And then make notes. I mean, note-taking is a really important part of English and thinking about which mm. notes would be most useful and which what audience they're writing, if they're writing a biography who they're writing it for. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole process could easily be linked to this yes. courageous man. Actually, on the, on the subject of note-taking, Bex, earlier you mentioned how it's important for our young learners to speak, and if mm. they're afraid of writing or struggling to write, get, getting them to speak can be a good way around that. But it can also be a wonderful route into writing, is to yeah. say to them, oh, that's a fantastic sentence, you know, I really love what you're saying there, and we need to make sure that we remember it for later let's let's just make a quick note and you can use note taking as a, a i mean it is probably one of the most important forms of writing really when you think of it because we need to jot little notes for ourselves all of the time it's how we remember things that's one of the reasons one of the main purposes of writing is to make sure we don't forget stuff so mm-hmm. grand well it's probably the danger really of having um, both our uh, teacher trainers among our panelists on the panel for one story at the same time because normally what we'll do in the show notes is we will highlight the three main topics that we have discussed in the podcast but i think we've probably got like somewhere upwards of 10 from this conversation how are we gonna (laughs) yeah how are we gonna pick the three to go in the show notes i don't know but grand That's all we have time for in this episode, folks. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can enjoy knowledge-rich learning in a way that's effective, memorable, and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Corporal Herbert Bauer will help us teach maths. But right now, it only remains for me to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon. 